message this morning, a brand new series. I spent time this week writing it, going to the Bible. The sounds of Christmas. Would you say that with me? One, two, three, the what? What's Christmas sound like? Well, depends on who you're talking to, right? The sounds of Christmas. I'll look at it for several weeks. We'll see how we do. Amen? I sort of got an idea of where we're going to go next week. And uh, I like doing stuff like this, the sounds of Christmas. Today will probably be a message you've never heard ever in church. It's just a little different. Let's put it on the screen, Raj. Let's go with it, buddy. Thank the Lord for Raj. He was uh, traveling, went up for Thanksgiving. He and I did that video last week, and any of the work that went into that, he did it. Can we thank the Lord for him? Amen right there. Good job. Good job, son. I'm proud of you, man. I appreciate you, man. And uh, anyway, God bless you. Today's message, say it with me, the sound of what? One more time, the sound of what? Silence. Let's talk about it. Y'all with me? Here we go. Come on. The sound of silence. It was the night before Christmas. And all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Not even a mouse. Listen, the night before Christmas was not a single night. It was over 400 plus years. What? It was over 400 plus years. The sound of silence. Silent night. Holy night. It was not a single night. It was over 400 plus years. What are you talking about, Pastor? You've lost your mind. You've gone to Carolina. Did you eat some funky turkey? I did. Here we go. The silence before Jesus Christ came was a deafening silence. Over 400 years, God had not spoken And the silence was deafening. What is deafening silence? I use my Bible and a handy-dandy Webster's Dictionary that's war flat out. Because that's one thing coming from the country. Buddy, we need help with our words. Amen. So, deafening silence. It's an oxymoron. It's used for literary effect. Deafening silence. To show the magnitude of silence in a certain situation in life. The silence was what? Have you ever been there? You ever been there? Alone, hurting, don't know what to do, how am I going to make it? I meet people all the time like this. I've had that. You ever get to the place where you ever want to kill yourself? You know the silence is deafening. Deafening silence. Well, that's what it sounded like before Jesus came. The psalmist says it this way. When I kept silence, 
My bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. It's so hard. I'm just getting old, man. Where did God go? For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My moisture, I've cried so much, I can't cry anymore. You been there or not? You probably got up today thinking, we're going to go to church and hear a Christmas message. It was a very dark place that Jesus came to. And if we're not careful now, we'll take him for granted. I'm going to tell you something I can't stand about people. People that think they're better than other people. I can't stand that. And the biggest thing I can't stand is church people that act that way. Drives me straight up the side of the wall. If you remember the world into which Jesus came, it had zero to do with you doing anything. It had all to do with us receiving everything. Y'all hear me or not? And if you didn't come from Rockingham like I did, I went by my old house where my mother was shot and killed last week. All grown up. The streets just full of prostitution. There's a couple of little seedy motels for $10. You can still get a night. In Rockingham, North Carolina, I mean, come on. This isn't like, you know, one of the worst cities in America. But I grew up on a dark street. Grew up with Mama being drunk every day. Men coming in and banging my Mama. You hear me or not? After she ran around on Daddy. I didn't like that. Then Jesus came. Y'all hear me or not? The silence was deafening at 109 River Road, Rockingham, North Carolina. And then Jesus came. Y'all hear me say, if you ever see me taking credit for things here or giving Gary glory, it's time for me to quit. You hear me? I rode into my Jeep today, that old Jeep. I just couldn't believe I'm riding on a parking lot. Paid for by the grace of God. Did you know I still get in awe of all that? Yes or no? I never want to lose the wonder. You hear me or not? Of what God has done. I'm getting sideways and Roger's going, he's off on a tangent. Can you imagine as I get older how bad it's going to get? One thing's for sure, as long as I'm here, there's not going to be a whole lot of silence. Amen? Come on. Come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. The sound of silence. Let's talk about it now. Let's unwrap this thing. Let's turn back and let's look back in history. So God did not speak. Guys, when you turn in your Old Testament, there's 39 books in the Old Testament and 27 in the New Testament. And you can be reading in that last book of Malachi and you can flip a page. Matthew. Wait a minute. There's 400 years from here to here. There's 400 years from here to here. Nothing is said. Nothing. So if we want to find anything out about it, we have to go to the history books. But let me tell you something. The Bible's not a fairy tale. The names in the Bible are true. The places in the Bible are true. The regions in the Bible are true. And you can go back in history and verify things in the Bible, but even when the Bible's not speaking, you can go to history and verify the Bible. 
And we're going to see 400 years of silence. What does it look like? What was happening in the world? Let's go. Here we go. From 430 to 330 B.C., a place you might have heard of, Iran. You ever heard of Iran? Iran ain't real. It's in the Bible. It can't be real because the Bible ain't true. You're smoking, not me. Iran's a real place. It was in the Bible. Persia. Yeah. Judea was under the rule of Persia for 100 years during that time. Can you imagine the oppression, the darkness? Yes or no? 330 B.C., Alexander the Great. Let me just take a quick poll. How many ever heard of somebody that really didn't exist, Alexander the Great? You ever heard of him? He did exist. <laughs> Amen. It's history. Amen. I'm not a big guy on people that rewrite history, by the way. Amen. Especially when they try to rewrite the history of our country. That really bothers me as well. Amen. Come on. Alexander the Great commanded the Greek army. He invaded where? The place Jesus would come. Well, he invaded the whole known world. Amen. But he invaded the area that Jesus Christ would come, the land of Palestine. He spared, guess what? Well, look at that. He spared Jerusalem. This area remained fairly peaceful. What area? The area Jesus would come, spared Jerusalem, would remain fairly peaceful until 170 B.C. Don't let this history drive you crazy. We're going somewhere. 168 B.C., you can do this, Wikipedia, you can go to your history books, you can go get a college course, and you can do what I'm doing today. Amen? You'll see it's the truth. The ruler Antiochus Epiphanes in 168 B.C., Antiochus Epiphanes. I don't have time to go into everything this man did. He desecrated Jerusalem. He desecrated the temple. He offered pig blood on the altar in the temple of God. You hear me or not? desecrated it. Antiochus Epiphany. He did everything he could to do what? To destroy the who? The Jews. People, when they look at Hitler, they go back in history and they compare him to this man, Antiochus Epiphanes. And probably that's where he took a lot of his cues from. Keep looking. 167 B.C. Jerusalem was reconquered. It was reconquered. Antiochus Epiphanes did what he did. And the Jews formed a loyal band, got together, and it riled them up so much what he had done that they conquered Jerusalem. The priest who did it. Don't mess with preachers. I'm telling you. Amen? Come on. I had a guy the other day, he said to me, he shook my hand. He said, you don't have the hands of a pastor. I'm like, I'm glad I don't then. He said, you've got working hands. Well, I work. I like to work. Amen? Say, come on. Who says we have to be weak? People come here and probably leave sometimes because you're just mean. You're tough. You're whatever. I'm Gary. Spell my name right. I'm who I am, and you're who you are, right? Yes or no? I got problems. You got problems. I don't want to be in a box like I got to have soft hands and shh. Not happening. Here's a guy right there, Matthias. Matthias and his five sons. Can you say five sons? They reconquered, not by themselves, but they formed a crew and a posse and whatever you want to call it. And for about a hundred years, they governed Jerusalem as an independent nation. This is all happening during the sound of silence. 
Bum, 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 bum. You know that old song? The Sound of Silence. 63 B.C. You see we're getting closer, don't you? Jerusalem was conquered by the who? By the who? Does the Bible, when it talks about Jesus coming, does it talk about any Romans? Yes or no? Who? Romans? Well, the Bible's not true, see? Well, no, it is true. It talked about the who? The Romans. And you can go back in history and see that the Romans conquered Jerusalem. Amen? Yes or no? That's what happened. They conquered under the leadership. Have you ever heard of this guy? Say it with me. Pompey. You ain't heard from him in a while, have you? <laughs> yeah, just history. Just history. 37 B.C. Uh-oh. The Romans appointed a man to be ruler over Judea, and his name was what? Is Herod in the Bible? Guys, I've never believed anything I didn't read either. Most people don't believe the Bible because they don't read the Bible. You know what the Bible says? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Why don't I believe the Bible? Because you don't read the Bible. But I, I want to believe in God. You better read the Bible. The book of the, the Word of God's alive. It's quick. It's powerful. It's sharp. It pierces in your life. It goes right to the bones and marrow of who we are. You'll read the Bible if you don't read it trying to judge somebody, but you read it trying to receive for yourself. You'll be surprised how many warts and wrinkles you'll find you have and how much it'll mean to your life and how much you'll start changing because God loves you and wants to, wants to make you who, you who you really can be. Amen. The Bible. The Bible. So Herod, sure, he's right there in the Bible. And to gain Jewish favor, he did what? He rebuilt the what? See, because you see what had happened, remember? Atticus Epiphanes had desecrated it and made a mess of it. And so that's how he gained favor with the people. Amen. All a puppet government set up there. This is where Jesus would come. Keep looking. He was a brutal, cruel man. Did you know this man ordered the death of children under the age of two? Does the Bible say that? It sure does. Christmas story is more than us just getting together and singing and having gifts. It's a time for our get our faith strong. Amen. Yes or no? I love what my prayer buddy Jeff said this morning in the truck as we're praying. He's praying to the Lord. I love it. When we pray, he just talks to God. And the fellows in the truck with me just talk to God like he's their friend. And he's thanking the Lord for Christmas lights, didn't he? Those Christmas lights. Doesn't matter what people put them up for. Good. It reminds me of Jesus. Amen. Say, come on, just light up this world, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I love. How many love Christmas lights? I'm like that too. I love Christmas lights. I just love them, man. I'm still goofy. I still like to ride around. Kids think I'm crazy. Come on, we're gonna go see some Christmas lights. And they're like, well, I don't want to play the. I want to play the iPod or the Wii. Now hush your mouth. Put it down. We're going to watch some Christmas lights. I love that, don't you? Come on, man. History. This is the world into which Jesus came. How many of you feel a little bit better about, you know, a little bit about the world in which Jesus came now? You feel it? The silence was deafening. God hadn't spoken during the 400 years of silence from the prophets of God. Okay, from the 400 years of silence from the prophets of God. 400 years, Malachi back here to Matthew. 
God hadn't spoken to a prophet, given a new word, but stuff was happening. Can you say that? Stuff was. And guys, that's our life sometimes. When it just seems like God is silent and I'm going through a lot of hard times or it's just difficult, it's hard to remember stuff's happening. Stuff's happening. You've got me. You have control. You know where I'm headed. Let me trust you, Lord. I know stuff's happening. I just can't see it. And I can't hear it, Lord. Amen? How many would say, Pastor, that was my life. And I'm better now. But when I was in that pit, I couldn't see it. But now I look back and stuff was happening. Can I see your hand? Stuff was happening. There you go. There's some of you in the house. Stuff was happening. Come on. What happened during that period? 400 years. Very important. Synagogues were founded. Synagogues. Jewish synagogues hadn't always been. No. They were founded during that period of silence. Synagogues. Churches-like things were made during that time. Pharisees originated. Pharisees in the Bible, the ones that are full of themselves, the one that led to, you know, had a big part in Jesus being crucified, all part of God's master plan. They were started, Pharisees during this period, they were dedicated to preserving national integrity. During these times of silence, they dedicated themselves to preserving the Jewish culture and the Jewish lifestyle and, Ju and Judaism into which Jesus would be born. They strictly, con con they they strictly conformed, not comforted, they strictly conformed to the law of Moses. They conformed to the law of Moses. Keep looking. They developed, though, into a self-righteous what? And church, we need to watch it. That's what's happened to the church today. A lot of people don't go to church because they say it's full of blank. I hate to tell you, they're right. We go to church, don't even know why we're going. It develops into several relationship with the Lord. It develops into like something we're supposed to do. to something ritual thing. Guys, I'd rather hit the golf ball than do a ritual. You hear me, yes or no? Did you know there's a lot of NFL pregame stuff on right now that I would eat with a spoon if it was? It's on right now. But Jesus matters more to me than that mess. But I still like football, though. The Sadducees originated during this time. They were a secular priestly clique. In the Bible, you'll see Pharisees and Sadducees. Is that true in the New Testament? Absolutely. They were religious officials, but openly irreligious. A lot of people are in the land of Israel today, and they are in the land, loving the land, loving their culture, but very irreligious. It's very similar to what we're seeing today in our world. But they're standing for Israel, aren't they? They're defending. But they really don't have a knowledge of the Lord. These Sadducees were wealthy. They were influential, and they controlled the what? They controlled the courts and the politics. Sanhedrin, you see that. Guess who was of the order of the Sadducees and of the Sanhedrin and all that? Paul. Interesting stuff. So during this time, things are happening. During these 400 years, God in His providence was making ready the world for the coming of His Son, Jesus Christ. I love this. You might, well, what is this all about? You know what this is all about? It's about you and me. This message to me today is about my silent times. It's about, God, you're working when, when I can't see stuff happening. You did all that and brought Jesus into a world like that? 
and you were silent, and even when you're silent, things are happening and you're working? Absolutely I am. What else happened during this period? You ever heard of Alexander the Great? Sure you have. Well, guess what he did? He was Greek. Dina, was Alexander the Great Greek? She's Greek. She's proud of him. See back there. Anyway. <laughs> Greece united the civilization of Asia. What's this about, Clark? You're going to see. And Europe and Africa. Alexander the Great is the one who civilized that whole area before Jesus ever came. Something's happening to the whole world into which Jesus is going to come. Greece was established, say it with me, as what? One universal. Take a wild guess what your New Testament was written in. Greek. Isn't that something? Did you know even people like me that went off to fancy seminary schools and all that mess that I didn't learn a whole lot from? But I was there. But anyway... We studied Greek. But you know what I've learned in life? I don't study Greek anymore. I just ask my resident Greek back here. Because <laughs> when I do study and I pronounce words, she goes, it's not like that. So I shut up several years ago and just let her tell me, amen. Come on. But yeah, your Bible was written in the Greek language. Amen. Beautiful. Guess what Rome did? Rome. Actually, Greek was the language. I don't know what we might have messed up on that. Rome made one universal language. I'm not sure about that. I think they, they provided roads, okay? All right? They provided roads. They made roads so more places could become accessible. These, the world was not accessible over there. Rome came along during that 400 years, put roads everywhere. Are you telling me there's some kind of little church things out there? Mm-hmm. And, you know, now people are speaking and the universal language is a language that people can understand called Greek. Mm-hmm. And you, need, you mean somebody else came along? Evil people. Yeah. They were tough, them Romans. And they made roads. Did it with slaves. I ain't happy the way they did it, but it got done. The world into which Jesus came was ready. Y'all learning anything today or am I going to drive you straight up the wall? Like he went from psychologist to history teacher. Jews, what happened during that time? What happened to the Jewish people during those 400 years? They were dispersed everywhere. God's people, God's chosen people, many of them were irreligious. Many of them were, were probably agnostic or, or atheist. Many of them are like that in Israel today. They're agnostic. Where did you go, God? How did you let the Holocaust happen where were you? And God's saying, I've, I've sent my son. The Messiah has come. His name is Jesus. Believe in him. You hear me? But back in this day, Jews were dispersed everywhere because of different rulers, different things happening. And they went and set up synagogues all over the place, all over this known world. There's these little popped-up synagogue places happening. And guess where the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to their scriptures, was first preached? Take a wild guess. In the what? Did y'all hear me or not? I thought it was preached in house churches. No, it wasn't. House churches came after that. Jesus went into the synagogues to stand up and read. Remember? Remember Peter, Paul? 
they would go in the synagogues and they would go back and forth with them. That all happened during the sound of silence. Thank you, Lord, for working during my times that I can't hear. Thank you, Lord, for never leaving me. I was sitting on the front row again this morning hearing Mitch hit those notes on oceans. And that song, Oceans, caused my feet not to wonder, make my faith stronger. And that's what God did in my silent times. He made me stronger. He made me a better pastor. You check my stuff from years ago. You'd heard me talk about mama and the pain of losing my mother. But even during the murder of my mother, I could never relate to people like I can now until my family was devastated and broken. And I watched my pain and my youngins and my own pain. And then people started coming out of the woodwork to me. I've been through that. I know what that's like. This barrier between the preacher and the folks got tore down. Silent times ain't bad times. Y'all hear me or not? Are y'all okay today or not? Hope you're learning a little bit of something. I don't know. I'm having a good time. Some silent scriptures and we're going to be done. I've got 15 minutes, Rod. I know you're shaking your head. I can do it. You'll see. I can do just like Ohio State did last night. Amen? Come on. I know. I knew if I said that, you're just waiting for me to say that. I know that. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Some silent scriptures you should remember. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. But I want it right now. Tough. Shut your mouth. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. I will be exalted above the problems of your life, of the mess. You will worship me. You're going, you're going to sing again one day, son. That brokenness is going to turn into joy and happiness because I am God. Not that good stuff right there. My soul, wait thou only upon God for my expectations. The word is hope and confidence is from Him. Wait in those silent times. It's hard, but stuff's happening. Amen. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. Fret not yourself. Because of him that prospers. Boy, that's what happens in those silent times when you're hurting. You can see other people doing good. Why are they doing so good? I can't tell you the number of times people come to counsel with me and I've tried to help them and they talk about other people and how other people are doing this and how other people got this and, and how the other people and other people and other people. You need to just hush and shh. Silent night. Amen. Santa Claus ain't coming, but Jesus is. Amen? It was the night before Christmas and all through the house. Jesus is coming. He's going to help me. Amen? Think that way. 
Don't fret yourself because of him that prospers in the way, because of the man that brings wicked things to pass, and they look happy and like they're having the life and it's all working out good. Don't worry about that. Stay steady. Be silent, O all flesh, before the Lord. Oh, I love this verse. This is a great verse. You ought to write it down. I like this one like I'd like that one. Uh, Better is a living dog than a dead lion. You know what I mean? I love this stuff. This one got a hold of me this week. Be silent, all, all, all flesh, b- before the Lord. I like this. For he's raised up out of his holy habitation. Man, he is silent. You can't hear him, but hang on because he's raising up. I'm going to make it. Amen. Say, some leaves are rustling. Amen. You know what it's like to be in those hard times and you just get a glimpse of hope? How many remember that? I just saw a little glimmer of hope. Saw me some hope. God is not dead. He never has been. Amen. That's why I'm giving this message today. The sound of silence. There's two choices to our silence, and I'm going to be done. I go to Jeremiah now. There was a man, a prophet. He was alone, abused, hurting. There's two choices to silence and hard times in our life. Jesus came into a world where God had been silent, but stuff was happening. You and I have two choices to the silent nights of our life. And here they are. Number one, forget God. Oh, and by the way, you don't need much practice on this one. You've got the devil and all his angels. Demons that are ready to help you forget God. So that's a choice. During these silent times, you don't understand, Pastor, what happened to me. I might. What good is it if I do or don't? Are you going to make it or not? Are you going to forget God or what? You can forget God. Here's Jeremiah the prophet. He says, I am the man that has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. You ever felt like God was picking on you? Don't lie. Have you ever felt like God's picking on you? Come on. You won't say it in church. You're scared you're going to get struck by lightning, don't you? But you'll say it. You'll say it out there to other people. You'll say it to yourself. Can we be honest? One, two, three. I have felt like God was picking on me before in my life. Well, I got like 40 now. There we go. This is Jeremiah. He's led me. He's brought me into what? Silence. Not into light. Surely against me he's turned. God has turned against me. He turns his hand against me all the day. This is Jeremiah talking. I would never say that. Well, I don't know. If Jeremiah said it, you might. My flesh and my skin has he made old. He's broken my bones. Not really, but figuratively he is just a broken man. He has built it against me. He's compassed me with gall. Doesn't sound very good. And travail. He has set me in dark places as they that be dead of old. These are crazy verses, aren't they? You can forget God. That's one choice. 
He has hedged me about that I cannot get out. I can't see my way forward. He's made my chain heavy. Oh, You ever been there in life or not? If you ain't been there, you're like, man, i got to get out of here. That guys he's got a crazy life. More in this room know what I'm talking about than not. Amen or oh me. How many would not mind telling us right now, Pastor Gary, that's me right now. I feel like that chain's on me right now, preacher. I feel that chain's on me right now. Also, when I cry and shout, he shuts out my prayer. It ain't true, but his mind is telling him it is. You're not listening to me. Two choices to those silent times of life. When stuff's happening but you can't see it, you can forget God. Or you can maybe remember this message. How about that, okay? (laughs) Thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I have no peace. I forgot what prosperity and living was ever like. I don't know how to live anymore. I said my strength and my hope is what? I'm shot. Life sucks. Excuse my language. You're not supposed to say that. Well, hurting people who know what I'm talking about don't care. Yes or no? I'm sure a lot of Jewish people during those 400 years said a whole lot worse. (laughs) Are you hearing me? Keep looking, Raj. So number one is I can forget God. Number one, this isn't a hard message. I'm almost done, I told you. You can forget God. Two choices to silence. Or number two, you can do what? You can what? You can what? Remember Him. It's going to take work. It's going to take effort. You're going to have to fight against the devil. You're going to have to stand against the wiles of the devil, having your loins girt about with a breastplate of righteousness. Amen. It's going to take work. Remember God. That's what Jeremiah did. He did. Yeah, he was hurting. Yeah, he was down. Yeah, he was in a pit. Yeah, it was cold. It was horrible. But he remembered God. My soul hath them still in what? And I'm what? Humble, humble. You know what I said during the dark days of my life? Lord, I don't want to come out the same. I don't, here's how I said it. I don't want to go through this crap and come out the same guy. I want to be changed. But it took me humbling myself, and He humbled me. But praise God, I remembered Him. Hey, come on, praise God. I remembered Him. I remembered Him. Amen. I'm certainly no Jeremiah, and you're no Jeremiah, but we're all in this story. It's not about being Jeremiah. It's about being you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. This I recall to my mind because I'm crazy. I remember God. And watch it. Therefore, I have what? What's the word? Hope. I don't say ho, ho, ho. I say hope, 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 Merry Christmas. Hope, 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 Merry Christmas. That word means confidence. 
It is of the Lord's mercy. Some of the greatest Scripture ever came out of this man's pit. The greatest, one of the greatest Scriptures you'll ever read in the Bible. Here it comes. It's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because His compassions, they fail not. Get ready for the greatest verse maybe in the Old Testament. Here it is. Pop it up. They are new. His mercies are new every morning. Say it with me. Great is thy Sounds like it'd be a good song. You mean the greatest songs can come out of my darkest night. The hymns down through the past, before people were writing songs for a buck in the church, they wrote them because of their pain. It is well with my soul. Amen. Fanny Crosby, blind, wrote 9,900 songs. Blind. She could see things even though it was dark. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore will I hope in Him. Push me, buddy. The Lord is good unto them that wait. Imagine that silent time in your life. That's what that's saying. The Lord is good to them that what? That wait. That ain't just like, I'll just wait on Jesus. That's how the new church says it. They just wait on Jesus. They don't have a clue. The Scripture was born from waiting in, in sorrow, waiting in a pit, waiting when you wanted to kill yourself. Waiting is painful. Wait on the Lord. It's good for me to wait on Him to the soul that will seek Him during the dark hours. Anybody can seek Him when that's all good. You don't wait on God when He's good, He's good. Wait, what are you waiting on? This is easy. Wait on Him, man, when you can't see Him and when you can't find Him. It's good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the what? salvation of the Lord. How many would say, I'm a Christian, I'm saved. He saved me by His grace and by His blood. But He has also saved me in my life from just a crazy mess in my life. Can I see some hands to give the Lord some credit today? <laughs> That's salvation, baby. Amen? We're done, Raj. Here's the beauty of silence. The sound of silence can turn into the sound of music. And I hope you'll come with me next week and let's go with the next message called The Sound of Music. Amen? We're looking at Christmas and we just covered 400 years and we're fixing to hear some singing next week. Amen? Let's praise the Lord for His Word. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen! <laughs> Woo! Praise the Lord!